Bibles to the book of Proverbs. That's where we're going to be at as we look in our series on toxic talk. And uh, all the good things that uh, Lynn shared can be destroyed and are often destroyed by toxic talk. Not just families, but workplaces, churches, it's deadly. And so we're going to look at this. And I, I, due to time, I won't have you do this, but how did you used to answer the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? How did you used to answer that question? Because we, we, you know, we all are. And then the interesting thing is, are you that today? Okay, how'd that work out? You know, probably not because all the men would be policemen right now and uh, all the ladies would be nurses. I don't know. But how did you answer that? I can bet you this. That when you used to were asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? I bet none of you said, I want to be a cannibal. Okay, I bet you no one said, I want to be a cannibal. Am I right? Am I right? Anybody here that said, oh, when I grow up, I want to be a cannibal. Although the big uh, bone in the nose is fascinating. And then the big cauldron. Uh, anyway, I'm just thinking about some Bugs Bunny cartoons. So none of us would ever dream of becoming a... See, yeah, you're right. Okay, you're right there. None of us would ever dream of becoming a cannibal, much less admit that we had been one in the past. And yet the reality is, in 1972, a charter plane carrying a rugby team from Uruguay crashed in the Andes Mountains. And with many of the passengers killed, the survivors waited in the snow and freezing temperatures to be rescued. And over a radio, the survivors heard that the search for them had been called off. Wow, what would that make you feel like? Facing injuries, avalanches, blizzards, and a lack of food, they realized that there was little hope for survival. And as the days dragged into weeks and, and then months, months in the Andes, the one remaining option for, two, for food was too unthinkable to consider. Yet it was their only hope. In order to live, the survivors must eat the flesh of their dead fellow passengers. Now, realizing that everyone will die unless someone goes for, hope, for help, three of the young men volunteered to climb across the mountains to civilization. And the lives of the 16 remaining survivors hinged on their success. But once they were rescued, they had to answer the inevitable question, how in the world did you remain alive for so long? And the answer was cannibalism. Culturally unacceptable for us and hard to even accept in extreme conditions that these young men were facing. But I would say to you this morning that we can bite and devour one another on a daily basis and never get enough to eat, never always being hungry and not even realize that we're doing it. Why do I say that? Look at Galatians 5, 14 through 15. Galatians 5, 14 through 15, will show you that indeed we are all, have been, perhaps even now, and if we do not listen this morning, will be in the future, we can be conversation cannibals. Look at Galatians 5, 14 through 15. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But, and here's the contrast, but if you don't do this, you will bite and devour one another. And if you do, beware lest you be consumed by one another. Basically he's saying, look, you're going to bite and devour. And the result of that 
would be the same thing for those survivors in the Andes. If they didn't go and get help, if they hadn't been rescued from themselves, they eventually would have eaten everyone up, and then they would have been all. And that's the point that he's saying spiritually. The choice is clear in this verse. We love one another or we eat one another. It's really that simple. So there is no middle ground in this lesson. We're either loving one another or we're eating one another. Now that I'm all grown up, I want to quit being a conversation cannibal. That's the point of the lesson. Now that I'm grown up, and that's what Paul was saying to the Galatians. Look, Galatians, you are immature. You need to grow up. And when you grow up, you need to stop being conversation So I hope that you will make that your purpose this morning. And the question becomes, well, how do I do that? Well, it's by not participating in two of the most deadly kinds of toxic talk, and that is gossip and slander. And so as we get into this, let's do a little definitions, because here's what I found that, again, as so often is the case, we justify our sin we see it clearly in others, and it, it has been amazing to me how people will, will get all confused on, well, what's gossip? You know, because what I do is helping others. What you do is gossip, you see? And we get real fuzzy on definitions. Now, for me personally, I've never had that problem, and I can't relate to it. Not because I'm so great, but because I'm so sinful and the Holy Spirit dwells in me. You know, when someone says to me, well, what's gossip? I'm like, are you kidding me? I can walk away. I can be in a conversation and talking and the Spirit convicts me. I can walk away thinking, you know, while I was talking, I was doing the right thing. And I can walk away and the Spirit convicts me. I don't need a dictionary definition. I don't need that. The Holy Spirit just says, hey, that was wrong. Now go make that right. Now, that's been my experience. I don't know. And it ought to be all of our experiences. We don't need just on paper. We need the Word of God and the living Spirit of God. But here's some definitions, because these two are are, are kissing cousins and, and, and deadly at that. Here's gossip, the idle, careless chit-chat that is damaging to another person's character or reputation. It's careless, it's chit-chat, it's damaging. It's the careless use of a deadly weapon. Okay, it's so, you know, you, you take a gun, most gun deaths are the result of carelessness with a deadly weapon, right? And, and so that's the way gossip is. It's careless, it's idle, but it's damaging to another person's reputation. Slander, on the other hand, is open, intentional sharing of bad reports with the wrong people in order to destroy another person's reputation behind their back. All of that is important. It's open, it's intentional, and and circle that word, bad reports. That's what slander is. It doesn't matter whether it's true or not. That's not the point. The point is, I'm going to share what's bad so that I can do damage. And it's sharing bad with the wrong people because, you know, you don't want to get the idea. And so what what we do to justify our sin, well, hey, I'm I'm helping. See, I'm, I'm sharing this to help that person. Well, the question is, who are you sharing it with? Are you sharing it with the right people in the right way? And when we share it with the wrong people in the wrong way, people that are not a part of the solution, 
people who are not a part of the problem, then we destroy another person's, and then important, behind their back. It's the intentional use of a deadly weapon. So you have, you have manslaughter that happens between, hey, I was cleaning the gun carelessly, and it went off, or I was, you know, pretending to shoot someone, and I didn't check the chamber. That's gossip, manslaughter, careless, not unintentional. Then you have murder in the first degree. I bought the gun. I made sure it was loaded with armor-piercing bullets. I aimed, and I waited until they were in my sights, and their back was turned, and then I shot them. Do you see the difference? Gossip and slander. Here's the differences. The difference is one of motive and degree of intensity. Gossip does careless, not harmless. I didn't say harmless. I said careless. Gossip, gossip does careless damage like manslaughter. It's an issue of lack of control. I talk too much. But slander does intentional, intentional destruction like first degree murder. It's, it's not a lack of control. It's a lack of character. I seek to do damage. You see the difference? Now, damage done. Either way, both victims are what? Manslaughter and first degree murder, both victims are dead. Exactly. Careless or deliberate, either way, both are wrong and harmful. People who commit murder and manslaughter are both guilty and both deserve to be punished. The difference being that when you commit manslaughter by gossip, because it is more careless and unintentional, the punishment is less. Nonetheless, there's punishment. Well, here's the point. Careless or deliberate, stop killing people with your words, right? It's kind of like in our nursery when a kid bites another kid in the nursery. Yes, it does happen. It's important to find out why they did it. Uh, you know, are you hungry? Do you need goldfish? What is the problem? Uh, it's important to find out how many times it was done. And But the bottom line is this. Stop biting. Stop biting. I don't care why you did it. I don't care. I don't care what they did. Stop biting and devouring one another. It's toxic. It's deadly. So today our goal is to get to know these two conversation cannibals and to get to know them and see them in ourselves more than in others. So let's take a look at it. Let's get to know each other. It's popular to have these uh, labels. Hello, my name is Gossip. Okay, and so Gossip is going to introduce ourselves himself to us. And uh, R.G. Laterno is a famous Christian businessman down in Texas. And he was the owner of a large earth-moving equipment company. And he loved to tell the story, and it's a great one. We used to have a scraper known as the Model G. Somebody asked one of our salesmen one day what the G stood for. And the salesman was quick on the trigger. And so after a th thinking a few seconds, he replied, Well, I guess the G stands for gossip. Because like gossip, this machine moves a lot of dirt and it moves it fast. Okay, hello, my name is Gossip. I am, and here's the characteristics. Number one, hello, my name is Gossip. I am a tail bearer. I am a tail bearer. I love that. It shows up in the New American Standard and the New King James. We don't use that word a lot, but boy, is it descriptive for what gossip is. I'm a tail bearer. Look uh, in Proverbs 11:13. And I have lots of the different uh, versions there for you, not because I don't want you to look at your Bible, but because I want you to compare and contrast. Look at the New American Standard. He who goes about 
as a talebearer reveals secrets, but he who is trustworthy conceals a matter. There in the NIV, you can see that talebearer is the word for gossip. A gossip betrays confidence, but a trustworthy man keeps a secret. And then the paraphrase, I love this, a gadabout gossip. That's the talebearer, a gadabout gossip. Can't be trusted with a secret, but someone of integrity won't violate a confidence. Now, in each one of these, we're going to see the person is described, the problem is diagnosed, and the heart is displayed. So let's take a look at this. You can jot down notes or just whichever you prefer, but jot down some of these characteristics. The person described. The talebearer is someone who goes from one person to another, telling tales and breaking confidences. Someone who goes from one person to another, telling tales and breaking confidences. In other words, the salesman from uh, uh, from RG's uh, company was right. Talebearers are dirt movers. Okay, that's that's the dis- person described. The problem diagnosed is this: they break confidence versus keeping confidence. They break confidence versus keeping confidence. Remember, there's a time and a place for breaking confidence and sharing with others. The issue is one of integrity and trust. For instance, when someone says, hey, can I share something with you, but you can't tell anyone, I always say, yes, you can with this uh, with this caveat uh, uh, or uh, whatever, disclaimer, with this disclaimer, that uh, if you share with me anything that involves you doing harm to yourself or doing harm to others or is not in your best interest for me to keep secret, I will share that with people who need to know, with the right people, not the wrong people. You know, there is a place. The difference between a gossip breaking confidence and a concerned friend breaking your confidence is the difference between a butcher and a surgeon. They both uh, cut meat, but they do it for different reasons, Okay. And so you have to understand that. Breaking confidence versus keeping confidence. And then the heart displayed. What is the heart displayed? Untrustworthy versus trustworthy. Uh, uh, Gossips aren't trustworthy. You can't trust them. What you share with them, they will move on and bear your tale to another person. And here's where they're untrustworthy. In character, they can't keep a promise. They can't keep someone's confidence. They can't keep their mouth shut. That's a character issue. And then you have the content issue. They can't keep the facts straight. That's the, that's the reality. The thing about gossips is because they're always moving on and telling others, they, they, they always, they'll get it wrong. I love this quote. An expert gossiper always knows how much to leave out of a conversation. All right? That's the reality. Is it, someone said this. I love it. It isn't the things that go in one ear and out the other that hurt as much as the things that go in one ear, get all mixed up, and then slip out the mouth. Okay, that's the idea. There's no such thing as unbiased gossip. They will always add to the facts or subtract from the facts in order to create more interest because, after all, the juicier it is or the more subtle it is, the more interesting or they do it to flatter themselves, as we'll see in a moment, or to hurt the other person, or to make them look better. Here, here's how it comes down to. Talebearers twist the truth in order to make you more interested than you really are, to make them look better than they really are, and to make others look worse than they really are. And Proverbs, here, here's how you counteract that, just to give you application. 
You counteract that by applying the truth of Proverbs that always says, never believe something until you've heard both sides. That's how you, you ju justify it. I'm on a, a, a list uh, with other pastors, and there's always, you know, or you can just be on the Internet and blogs. There's always news, you know, and, and, and sometimes it's bad news, and it's not wrong. It's news. But I just make it a commitment. I always check my sources, and it's, it's, it's enlightening. And, it's, and it is also always proven very profitable for getting to the truth. So I always, I don't care who it is, I'm not, I just check my sources. I look for quotes. It's sad to say, even in education, in academics, I will go to the, the original source of quoted material. And it's interesting how cutting off quotes, sharing, you know, this, this guy's bad because he says this, quote. Then you go back and you look at the full context of the quote in their book and you realize, well, I still may not agree with that person, but that's not what they said. And it's, it's just prevalent. It's out there. Um, so, because gossips reveal secrets and because they betray confidence and they're untrustworthy, number two, hello, my name is gossip, I'm a whisperer. Number two, I'm a whisperer. Because I'm being untrustworthy, because I'm twisting the truth, I'm not going to just shout out what I'm going to say. I'm going to come up here to Jim and I'm going to get his ear. Why? Because, because I'm, I, I'm gossiping. Proverbs 16, 28 makes this clear. A perverse man sows strife and a whisperer separates the best of friends. Notice, spread strife, stir up dissension, starts fights, separates, separates, breaks up friendship. I've had people in the past come into my office, be extremely upset and said, you said this. And I'm said, really? Who told you I said this? And sometimes they tell you and sometimes they don't. But the bottom line is, well, here, let me tell you what I did say, what I know I said. And, and you clear up the truth. But the reality is the whisperer has already done his damage or her damage. I am gossip. Hear me? That's what you want to remember. The difference between news and gossip lies in whether you raise your voice or lower your voice. Okay. The, the whisperer doesn't want other people to know, particularly the person they're talking about. Why? Because they'd counter it. They'd correct it. They would show what is true. So again, the person described, the problem diagnosed, the heart displayed. Let's look at it. Um, or I do like this, Errol, Errol Flynn, since I'm a big TCM fan. Uh, it isn't what they say about you, it's what they whisper. Or you could add today, in today's world, text. The person described. Attacks a person's character behind their back. This is the issue. That's why you're whispering. Attacking a person's character behind their back. It's ironic. Uh, the Greek word for gossip begins with the sound. You know, the sound you make when you say, come over here. I have a secret. The problem diagnosed. They sow strife that separates even the best of friends. They sow strife that separates the best of friends. Saying things in secret that you would be ashamed of to say in public or in the presence of the person you're gossiping about. And again, with high-tech technology, please understand anything, anything and everything you put in an email, you need to assume. And I, and I had heard this before, technology, and it's even more true. You know, never say anything that you wouldn't want to see on the front page of the Kansas City Star. 
And so that's how I, I that's how I do when I'm texting, when I'm right. I'm thinking now if this if this if somebody published this in the Kansas City Star and said Chris Rea said this, would I be ashamed? If the person I'm talking about would read this, you know, is this something that I would, you know, would be ashamed of, embarrassed of, or have to ask forgiveness of? It's amazing. And you need to assume when you emails, I don't care what kind of warnings you put on that, you've got to assume five other people that you don't know is going to see that. And sadly, I've been on the receiving end of that. And it's just true. It's just true. I mean, and so one time I was interacting with a, an official at an institution, and and I'm as I'm writing this, I said, I, you know, I just need to assume that that this is going to be shared around. And sure enough, it was shared around, and it was okay because you know what? I'll tell you, that's exactly the truth, and 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 I and I understand that. But you you, you need to write it uh, in a way and say it in a way that is godly. Now, here's some things to think about under this. Would I say this to their face? Have I said this to their face? Should I say this to their face? Now, if the answer is to no to any of those questions, would I say it to their face? Have I said it to their face? Should I say this to their face? Then it's probably no good reason to share it with others. Right? Fair enough? Okay. But if the answer is yes to all these, then there's probably no good reason to share it with others either. Okay? Because the job has been done. All right? And if there is a reason, and there often is, there is reasons then to share it with others, then that other person probably ought to be with you because it's going to be that serious. And there shouldn't be a problem with inviting them to be present with you when they do. If they don't want to go, that's their problem. But the invitation was made. The heart displayed. Now, this gets really serious. The heart displayed in this is a perverse one. It is a perverse one. Romans 1. I want you to turn to Romans 1, 28 through 32. Romans 1, 28 through 32. We looked at this passage last week, and I want you to see again that this sin, the conversation cannibal of gossip, it's in our heart. It's in the heart of everyone born a sinner, and that includes everybody here. Look at Romans 1, 28 through 32. Look at verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. Now, in Romans 1, we typically think of what's most perverse, what is just, you know, way out there that we would never do. And, and, and we're right. There is sexual immorality. There is homosexuality, lesbianism, and even uh, uh, sex with animals. These kind of things are all included here. But we've got to look at the white collar, what I call the white collar sins, the, the sins that keep your hands clean, but your heart is still just as dirty. Look at verse 29. Being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness. Okay, you know, I'm, I'm pretty safe there. Covetous. Ooh, okay, now that's talking about my heart. And then maliciousness, full of envy, murder. Well, I don't have that, but strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. And then there's our word for gossip. They are whisperers, backbiters. We're going to see that in a moment. Haters of God, violent, proud, boasters. There's another speech, toxic talk. Inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy. That's what we're talking about. Unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death. We See, that's that gets back to my idea. When I do this, I know I'm doing it because the Spirit of God is there to say, you're guilty. 
deserving of death. Yeah, but it was just, no, there is, you're, 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 you're guilty. Not only do they do the same thing, but they approve of those who practice them. Besides, if they talk this way about others to you, how do you think they're talking about you to others? Number three, hello, my name is Gossip. I'm a flatterer. I'm a flatterer. He who goes about, Proverbs 20, 19, he who goes about as a talebearer reveals secrets. Now, that's that first part's the same as what we've already read, but here's a different ending. Therefore, do not associate with one who flatters with his lips. Because here's the deal. If people just came and said, hey, I'm going to tell you something bad about another person, you'd say, why? I wonder what that, I'm not, but if they say, you know what, I'm so glad that you're not this way. Oh, really? I'm not this way? What way is that? Well, like Joey over here, who does this. And, and, and people do this, again, remember gossip is also awesome, often careless and unintentional. You know, and so I, I being in church and you, and you stay in a church, for any length of time, you know, I've had people come up and, and, and it's, it's like the, it's like the, uh, the under the reverse compliment. I don't know how to explain it, except that they build you up, build me up at the expense of someone else, you know, in our church. And it's like, you know, this isn't, you know, uh, thank you very much. I'm, I'm going away now because I don't want to be pulled into this. And it, and it just happens that way. Flatter. Look at uh, Proverbs 18, 8. The words of a talebearer are like tasty trifles, and they go down into the innermost parts of your body. Here's what uh, uh, Eugene Peterson paraphrased. Listening to gossip is like eating cheap candy. Do you really want junk like that in your belly? See, it, it, tasty trifles means, ooh, that tastes good, and then you get the bellyache. You know, you told your kid that. You know, you keep eating that, you're going to, what do you do? You ruin your appetite for what's good food, and it gives you a bellyache. And that's the thing. If you listen to gossip and you listen to the talebearer, you will get an appetite for that which is not healthy for you. And it's destructive to others. Uh, again, let's look at it. The person described, the person described is this, flatters with words that are like your favorite food, like little bits of your favorite food. You know, it's like those of us that go to Sam's Club and, and eat all the samples at lunchtime. Right? It's just, you know, let's go around. Boy, this is just good. It's good. You want to go back and the lady says, go away or buy it. Buy it or go away. Okay? It's like Lay's potato chips. I bet you just can't eat one. Right? I bet you can't just eat one. And that's the truth. Once you start listening to little tidbits, then they start piecing it out to you. Here's the problem diagnosed. Guilt by association and spiritual indigestion. Guilt by association and spiritual indigestion. That's the problem with listening to gossip. Here, let me, let me explain it this way. Association with gossip, with a gossip will lead to participation in the gossip. Does that make sense? If you associate with a gossip, what are you going to hear? Gossip. You are going to then participate in it. A tail bearer needs a what? A tail listener. Here. Okay, if you don't, the tail bearer will keep moving dirt until it finds a place to dump it. All right. A whisper needs what to whisper in? An ear. Hearing, and when you hear, hearing soon becomes telling. 
Because here's the fact. Gossip in eventually means gossip out. And I see this in my, it's amazing to me. You know, again, you may be hearing just bad news that's not, you know, it's not wrong to share. But I, but I do find it interesting in my own heart how quickly I will be prompted to share. Hey, did you hear? You know, again, not saying it's always wrong. It's just the inclination of the heart that we need to be aware of. The fact is this. Rarely do we hear gossip that we don't repeat it to someone else within 24 hours, and for some of us, 24 minutes, right? And in technology, it's even easier because all you have to hit is forward, right? He who brings a tale takes away two. There's all sorts of interesting quotes. What's the heart displayed? The heart displayed is a divisive one. The heart displayed is a divisive one. Let me give you these. Here's how gossip separates friends. It drives a wedge of doubt about the person being gossiped about. And this is one of the saddest things that I've seen. It drives a wedge of doubt. Even if you don't believe it, even if it's not true, once you hear it, it's always in there. And sadly, I have a few things about uh, even close friends that I have heard that aren't true. I know they're not true, but they're always there. They're just always there because I heard it. Because I heard it. Number two, it builds a barrier of distrust regarding the person who's doing the gossiping. Man, if they're doing this, I can't trust them. Number three, it gives a foothold to the devil. The devil loves this kind of stuff. This is where he does his work. This is what he does. Number four, he, by the way, he's, we're going to see, uh, next week. He's, his name is slanderer. He is the accuser. You are like him. When you do this, number four, it turns you into the garbage dump. You see, again, the tail bearer moves dirt and dumps it where? In listening ears, you become a garbage dump. I love this story by John Maxwell, who uh, was counseling a woman who was always hearing gossip. And she said, I can't help it. People just keep coming to me. And, And John's wise advice was stop listening and people will stop coming. And it's really that simple. Number five, adds fuel to the fire of disagreements. Adds fuel to the fire of disagreements. The classic illustration, we all walk around every day with two buckets in our hands, one labeled water and one labeled gasoline. And when you hear gossip, when you hear uh, bad reports, you can do one of two things. You can throw water on it or you can throw gas on it. You either ignite it and spread it. And remember last week, the tongue is a little spark. And all you have to do, all I have to do is add gasoline to that. And it's all, that little spark already is going to become a forest fire. You either, you're either, you know, Smokey the Bear or you're the guy running around with matches in the forest. Okay. And it's really that simple. Well, that's all we have time for today, and, I, and I'm glad that is all we have time for because I'm so thankful, Lynn, for what you shared. So, hello, my name is Gossip. Here's the goal. Next week we'll see, hello, I'm the cousin of Gossip, the deadly one, Slander. My name is Slander. And we're going to see his or her characteristics and how to deal with that. But here's what I want you to leave with today. Hello, my name is Gossip. Did you see yourself? Did you see yourself? And the answer really needs to be, yeah, I did. Because all of us have a depraved heart. All of us, though we are, if you are a believer this morning, you are in Christ, you have a new nature, but you still have that bad nature. And remember, if you can control the tongue, 
then you are mature and you show control in all areas. So let's not deny that we have a little bit of this in us, or maybe a lot, and let's let the God detox our talk. Father, we come, and uh, Lord, I know even thinking about the Schmitz on a, a little island, everybody knows your business. It can be so quickly, the work there could be undone by the wrong word spoken in the wrong way at the wrong time. But it's not just on a little island. It's right us in a body of believers. It's in this class. It's in our families. It's in the workplace, Lord. Let us not be people who walk away around with the label, Hello, my name is Gossip. May we be people who pour water on that. And may we confess it and slay it and do that which you want us to do and speak truth and encouragement and healing and forgiveness. Father, we ask that our tongues would be used in your service right now, today, and the rest of this week. In Jesus' name, amen.